And in that life, we shared a number of things concerning the communion table. Uh, there's a lot here for me. I look at this table as the center of the gospel. To me, it's the heart of so much, especially as Jesus instructs us. And I'm going to try to convey some of that to you today, especially as we talked about the Lord's remembering. But to begin with, why don't we take a look again at the passage from 1 Corinthians, where it says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat, this is my body which is broken for you, do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant of my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Lord, guide us this morning. Teach us. Speak up loud and clear in our hearts. Stir up the gift, the insight, the understanding. Holy Spirit, don't let us just be a bump on a pew here today. But I pray arrest our hearts in ways they've never been arrested before. And allow us to see what you have called us to see in Jesus' name. I want to share with you just a couple bullet points from our last time together last week, because I think it's interesting to remember that Paul was not with the disciples on that fateful night in which the Lord was betrayed. In fact, he was up in the Arabian desert as, as the Holy Spirit was teaching him over those years. And when he shares with the Corinthians, he tells them that I received this from the Lord. I received from the Lord. Don't look at this like you've always looked at it, like you've read it hundreds of times, how you've heard it so many times in the service or during what we would call the ordinance of the church. Hear it. I received, he says, from the Lord. <coughs> Excuse me, God brought me this. He, he, he opened my eyes to this. I, I saw what I've never understood or seen before, I received from the Lord. And because I received that, I delivered it to you. What I have, what I've received, I've delivered to you. So Paul is doing something, saying something, demonstrating something here. And he's doing it in such a way that it arrests the attention. It's teaching no other epistle anywhere in the New Testament teaches us how to receive communion by whatever name you want to call it, whether it be the Eucharist, the, the fellowship, or, or what. It doesn't matter. Uh, the Lord's Supper is the Lord's Supper because the reality is that in the early church, 
They taught the life of Christ, and they were taught that in the con- they were taught that in the context of Holy Communion. If you were going to understand and learn of the life of Christ, it would be something that would be taught to you through Holy Communion. Now, during that time where he is breaking the bread and drinking the cup, he tells us what he's going to do and what it's going to be like afterwards. So during that time, he's explaining to the disciples. He's sharing with them. He's he's opening up volumes. I mean, we could take weeks to go through this supper. I call it this supper because Jesus took the Passover meal and turns that meal into the meal of the new covenant. This is not Passover. This is the meal of the new covenant. Call it the Lord's Supper, call it communion, but understand what you're calling it. Because when you say the word communion, you're probably only thinking, well, we're going to eat a, a fake piece of cracker and try to get into that cup without spilling it all over the place. Friend, this is much bigger than a dry piece of styrofoam and a squeezed out grape. This is the meal of the new covenant. This meal defines what is going to happen in the next few hours. And you remember what Jesus said. We've gone over this. Do this. Do it. Do, don't, don't just think about it. Do this. And I think it's huge because when we go to receive the communion... The church has fixated so much on the sufferings of Christ, on the agonies. And I get that. I I totally get that. But that's not what he's asking us to focus on. He said, do this in remembrance of me, not in remembrance of my sufferings. That's a huge reality to remember and think about. This is not about his sufferings that we're remembering. Oh, the scars. You know, we could spend hours and hours on that alone and what all that means and where it comes from and what took place and what made it happen, what took place as a result of it happening. Never look at the suffering of Jesus except through the lens of the resurrection. We have stated that and stated that and stated that. Never look through the sufferings of Jesus except through the lens. Look, I'm not speaking to you guys as infants, as toddlers. I'm not even speaking to you as teenagers. I'm wanting to speak to you as adults. I know that infants and toddlers get restless and don't have too long of attention span. And teenagers get bored. But I'm not bringing you milk this morning. Matter of fact, God's really been dealing with my spirit about what I do bring to you. And friend, you you, you better realize that you might get some indigestion in the near future because I'm bringing you real meat. 
there's some things that stirring in my spirit that I can't get past. I'm not going to not ignore it or treat this lightly or come to it, how should I say, apprehensively making apologies for what I'm going to do. Because God's shown me what he wants me to do, and I can't get away from it. And I'm finding myself being poured into more and more studies, more and more of, of learning and listening and, and healing and walking through. And yeah, my prayer has continued to be, teach me. And I pray that for you, that he teach us. And, and so as I get into this, I, I, I will say it again. Sometimes that requires a paradigm shift. Sometimes that means we've got to look the, at, at the same thing, but maybe from a different angle this time. And realize that as we look at the sufferings of Jesus, we just don't shake our head. Now all we think about is that earthly Jesus. See that suffering through the lens of, a re of the resurrection, and all of a sudden there's a, a, an understanding that begins to come through as to what actually has happened, what's taking place, and what's going on now. Because, friend, bottom line, you and I both know, and I've said it so much, you're tired of me saying it, but we are to be united into Christ and Christ in us united to the Father. We are in Christ, Christ is in us, and as a result of Christ, who's in the Father, united to us, us in Christ are united to the Father. probably made a whole lot of sense there, didn't I? But I say this because, and again, one of the one of the things Jesus would share on in John 6, and we'll deal with that again later, but do you remember when he said to them, eat my body, drink my blood? it from a certain viewpoint. I, I, I like what Paul says in, in that first chapter of Corinthians, right before chapter 11 here. He says, is not the cup of blessing which we bless a sharing in the blood of Christ? Is not the bread which we break a sharing in the body of Christ? Sharing in the blood, sharing in the body. Everybody say that word with me, sharing. We're sharing in the blood. We're sharing in the body. Sharing, friend, simply means to take into one's self. Let me say that again. To take into one's self. So when I'm sharing, if I if I share with if I take, this will never happen. Okay, this will never happen. But if I take my cheeseburger and divide it in half and give it to you, like I said, it won't happen. But it's an illustration. But if I take that half and you take it, you eat it. You're sharing that, and again, you're taking it to oneself, and it's becoming you. You are becoming one 
with the cheeseburger because you didn't refuse it from me, but you ate it. You didn't even take off the pickles, which I had eaten for you. But you become one then with that sustenance. Okay, let, 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 me, let me say this. And, and, and I want to continue on then this morning. Look, they weren't eating and drinking with a menu. They, this was a real person with a real body beyond our comprehension. Beyond our comprehension. When, when I say the word sharing, when Paul talks about the word sharing, biblically speaking, we fellowship. In other words, what we're doing is especially in, in, in the receiving of, we call them emblems, I like to call them symbols, and I'll explain why in just a minute, but we share a history. Correct? Because what took place, and we've been talking about this all morning, we were crucified with Christ. We were buried with Christ. We rose again with Christ. And we've ascended with Christ. You have become so one with him. What I, what I say of him, I say of you. He has become you. You have become him, except you are still you, and he is still him. But you are participating. You are sharing the life we live as Christians. We live by another's life. That to me is mind-blowing. To meditate on that, to think about that, to allow that to take its hold, to allow the Holy Spirit to teach you on that reality that you are participating, you are taking hold of, you are living a life, another, you are living another's life. He said, just don't remember my sufferings and death. That's not what you're going to be doing here in a few minutes. He said, bottom line, look, the body that we are to participate in is the body that came out of the tomb. Hello, amen. Exclamation point. Good preaching, pastor. The body that we are to participate in. I mean, I'm sorry. Don't get upset at me. But I, and, and, and I love the picture of the Last Supper with Jesus and all the disciples. And they're participating in the Passover. And him turning it into the covenant meal with the bread and the, and the wine. No. That, 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 I understand that. I love that. That's part of our history. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Yes. But the body that we're to participate in, when we do this, do this in remembrance of me, is the body that came out of the tomb and said, I am the resurrection and the life. The body. Now, I hope, boy, I could spend a lot of time on this. That's the problem with doing some of this stuff. Squirrel, you know, kind of thing. But, but did you notice the body they put in the tomb? And, 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 and really, that bo that, mm, the Passion movie gets really close to it. Yes, it does. But it, doesn't, it, it just still doesn't come all the way to it if you study this out. His body was marred to the point 
of not looking like a human being. You, you can literally see his organs as, as well as his bones hanging out. You can see all of that. We, we, we don't focus on that except through the lens of the resurrection. Because, friend, that wasn't what came out of the tomb. The only thing he retained by choice was the nail prints and the hole on the side. The rest was completely healed. Why did he? Okay. If you want to know why he only kept the, the marks of the nails and the, and the thorn and the sword and the side thing wound, then, then understand covenant. And, and you'll understand. Uh, I, don't, I really don't have time to teach it. But I can tell you that any, any person who is the, the, the covenant bearer of the tribe, let's say, he carries, they carry, they, they will cut themselves, they will have that mark. So bottom line is if you want to know who the covenant bearer is, if you have any questions about the covenant, the cov guy that joined that, that represented you, and so you is is the one with the scar. Do you not know that he is the mediator of the new covenant, according to Hebrews? He is the mediator of the covenant. What that means very simply is he's the covenant bearer, the representative of all us. So what happened to him happened to us. So we're in him as he's cutting this covenant, as he's sitting here eating and instituting the covenant meal. Hmm, glory to God, I'm never going to get through this message this morning. You might have to do communion again next week. What do you think about that? Part of me wants to preach. Part of me wants to dance, shout, and sing. And fall flat on my face only to get up and fall flat on it again and say, thank you, Lord. It was his body that defeated sin. flesh, his body, was crucified. He carried our griefs and our sorrows. And you know where that comes from as far as Isaiah 53. Grieve and sorrow. Those two words in the Hebrew are, are the most intense words when it comes to the mental, emotional, and, and physical pain. Grief and sorrow. It's in his body. It's on the cross. On the cross, he bore our sin. It, it, it was the cross that all the powers of Satan and, and, and principalities and, and powers, I, I can just, I can hear the hiss of the serpent himself. It says they were all over him. All that happened before he died. But it was in his body. The blood of the new covenant, man, we, like I said, we could stay there for six weeks. All the Old Testament was looking for this, okay? The covenant. The original that was made with Abraham, the promise of every family on the face of the planet being blessed. Every covenant 
understand, had bloodshed. Because at the center of the covenant was the statement, I will keep this covenant even if I die to keep it. I will keep this covenant even if, say that with me, I will keep this covenant even if I die to keep it. Say it again. I will keep this covenant even if I die to keep it. I want you to remember that. That's the basis of a covenant. It's not just a, an agreement. It is a life or death bond. At the center of the covenant that's made, the meal of the covenant, the new covenant itself, I will keep this covenant even if I die to keep it. And if, I, and if you don't keep it, you shall die. Man, I can give you example after example even today. Then again, I'm going to spend too much time there, and I'm squirreling off of it anyway. So, so there in his sufferings and in his death and bloodshed, two things were happening. Israel had broken the covenant, and they must die. So Jesus steps in. He says, I'll die your death. At the same time, that bloodshed said, I die to ensure as well, every promise ever made shall be kept. Israel must die, and I die to ensure every promise made must be kept and I die your death that is blessed to all families of the earth well I want you to think about it you actually hmm, if, 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 you are a joint participant individually yes but joint participant. You are a joint participant of a covenant that can never be broken. Thus every promise comes to us through the shed blood of the covenant. So let, let, let's, let's, let's talk about it. Oh my goodness. Why did somebody give me a watch so I could see what time it is? Can I take this just a little further? I mean, how can I actually participate in the life of God? And I'm not talking about it in a general sense, but the specific life that became blood and body. And specifically and intentionally caused all of sin and brokenness and grief and sorrow, all the meat in him. And shedding blood, making the covenant actional. That my sin in the flesh is defeated. Grief, sorrow, friend, is gone. And Satan is under our feet. 
So, how really, how can I eat that? Inside of me, how do I comprehend that? Well, what I'm going to do this morning is I'm going to, I'm going to end with a little illustration if I can. I'm going to pick this up next week. I'm going to take you to some more places. I haven't even got in to remember yet, have I? You remembered, right? How, how can I eat that inside of me? How do I comprehend it? The blood. The body. I want you to think about this. It's not the perfect example, but it's the best one I could come up with at the time, okay? I want you to think about the baby in the womb. The baby in the womb through the umbilical cord that is totally attached to the mother. It is attached to the mother. It is to the child to the point where that baby is taking the flesh of the mother. That baby is eating the mother. Yes? All the men are looking at me like I'm crazy. Understand, and ladies, you'll back me up on this. Everything she eats, the baby eats. For good or for bad. Everything she eats, now let's take it a little further, every emotion she has is fed to that baby. So all she is becomes the food of the baby. All she is, everything she is, everything she does, is it becomes food for the body. Let's, let's take it another step. The circle in which she lives, conversations with friends, the arguments, all these other things that take place, the anxieties, the, the baby hears that, and it takes it. It eats it. Does that make sense? It's all shared, just taken in. It's participated in. It is partaken of. It is fellowshipped to the point where the mother's health, the mother's flesh, the mother's emotions, the mother's fears and anxieties, the mother's joys, the mother's hopes, the baby eats it. This is simple fact. When that child is born, it is the sum total of what the mother has been for the past nine months. Yet in the wonder of it all, although the baby is what it is by the life of the mother, the life of the mother has become that child. Yet the child hasn't become the mother, and the mother hasn't become the child. They're two separates. Yet they are joined together at the deepest level. 
that's inside of what we're talking about. It just, it just, it just, as I think about my granddaughter, Jelena, that my daughter and, and her husband adopted, fostered that child for almost two years with their adopted and they finally received her after she was seven weeks old. She had in her system four different adults from cocaine. I can't, I can't even go through all four of them right now, but it's how she ate that. Do you understand? She ate that. She became the result of her mother. And when that little child was born, she instant messaged me like three or four times this week. Want to talk to Papa? Want to talk to Papa? And she gets me on the phone. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's it. Older, premature, couldn't swallow, couldn't keep things down, breathing problems, go on and on the list. Because even while we were down there, we could spend the days and the nights in the NICU with this little spirit, holding. Dad would, or I should say, Justin would take his turn and then Jennifer would take her turn. Because we switched off the boys. We were there. We helped. I'll never forget the day of her adoption. We were able to be in the courthouse with her. Down there, picture her sitting there like, oh, man, I'm getting all sentimental here. But not to say, you know, she has to wear those braces to go on. still going through development that other kids her age would have been well into. But you'll never, ever meet a more happier kid than she is today. Why? Because she's eating a different diet. That's why. I want you to see, though, that the effects are there still because of mom and dad. I come back and I say this to you. And, and I hope you understand what I'm saying as I bring this to a close. You are in Christ. Christ is in you. And he said that is made a reality to you through the bread and the cup. I'm inside of him, which means... I participate, I partake in the life, in the life of Jesus. I participate in the nourishment of my innermost spirit with his spirit. The triumph of Christ is my triumph. I eat of him. It is poured into us through the Holy Spirit. 
is the umbilical cord. His victory over death, his victory over darkness, the life of Christ inside of me through the Holy Spirit. His wisdom is my wisdom. The same Spirit which is upon Jesus is now upon me, which joins us together. That's your relationship to him. Trust me when I tell you this morning, I'm only scratching the surface of it. But that's why when we partake of, of this time together, we pray that prayer. I receive it. In my body, I receive my healing in every organ, in every cell, in every part of my body. I will eat his body and I will drink his blood. I want this done consistently. Yeah, it would a carnal mind but as believers and children of God as Christians you should know exactly what that means but instead we walk around with this picture of suffering in our heads uh, I see a body that I eat that lives in me raised from the dead. Not 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 re, re <laughs> resuscitated. He was raised from the dead. How? He overcame it. He didn't get CPR. He didn't get the paddles put on his heart. He was resurrected because he is the resurrection. And he is the God of who? The living, not dead. Do you guys still want to preach right now? Oh, no, no. Now, there's a moment here, I believe, that it's a very special moment. And I say that because I'm not asking for any music right now. I don't want the worship team to come up. I simply want you to receive that which the Lord delivered to me. And I'm just saying, now, Lord, you overcome it. Would you understand what's being said there? That you receive, I receive, therefore I deliver this to you. When you eat of the body and you drink of the blood, something is happening. Something is going. This is not just something we did at the church. You could do without it. You could do it this time. No excuses. That's why we have the body, the church. We don't understand it. We don't see it. And, and right now you may be struggling even to see what it is I'm talking about. And I get that. But you will. You will. 
Don't, don't just shut it off, black it off, and go, well, whatever, you know, it, it is what it is. No, it's not. No, no, it's not. Please understand me. Understand my heart to you this morning to say to you, there is so much more. It's at a time like this that lives are saved. It's at a time like this that bodies are healed. It is at a time like this that walls come down and breakthrough takes place. It's at a time like this where marriages and families are healed. It's at a time like this that remind us Satan is defeated. I don't just live in the victory of the cross and the resurrection. The victory of the cross and the resurrection is this time. times like this where it's like I don't even need the bread or the cup, but I need the bread and the cup. But what I'm saying is it's so real, it's as if I'm eating and drinking it. Right now, if there is one who is here, they're not escaping the presence of you in this place or the Holy Spirit coming to them and saying, look, your unbelief is keeping you from life. So I pray that right now, even as we take this moment, they would believe upon you. They <laughs> they would say, Lord, I need you. I need you in my life. Not something I'm going to try and live concerning about or, or trying to do. No, no. I need you in me, in my life. And this day, I believe upon you that, Father, you raised him from the dead, seated him in the heavens. I believe because of what he has done, he is doing. That's you this morning. Welcome him. God's not done. 
believers, I'm going to ask you to pray. Not out loud, not, not out loud, not, not, not together, but God, take me to a new level of understanding. Take me to another level of closeness, of, of, of a understanding of reality. Take me to a place I am so aware. I'm so aware. And I'm eating of and drinking of, and I just, oh, God, thank you. ask you to take this thing called bread I'm not sure what it is either but I know we're going to receive communion next week and, I, and I'm not trying to force this on anybody we'll have these available for you next week but we'll also be having these plates passed around if you feel uncomfortable with taking the bread out of the containers. This will be there for you so that you can take that and have that. That's fine. But let me ask you to stand with me. Stand with me this morning. Man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. his word rises up, let it rise up within you. Let it become flesh within you. See that he is good. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. I receive my healing in every cell, in every organ, in every part of my body. I receive, as I eat of you, as I drink of you, my healing in every cell, in every organ, and in every part of my body. And he said, this, this bread is my body broken for you. As often as you eat this bread, he's saying to you, do this in remembrance of me. So we partake and drink together. Oh, hallelujah. And in the same manner, as I hear the plastic coming up off all the time, sounds like a big bowl of Rice Krispies out there, to be honest. Pour on the milk, Lord, just pour on the milk. 
after supper, he also took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And then Paul adds to it, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes. He can't come if he's dead. He can only come because he's alive. Proclaiming the death means that he did it. And we live in the new covenant in his blood. So we partake of the cup. Oh, I just want to shout hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Let there be glory and honor and praises. Glory and honor to Jesus. Glory, honor, glory and honor to him. Oh, let there be glory and honor and praises, glory and honor to Jesus. Glory, glory and honor, glory and honor to him, glory, honor, glory. got an umbilical cord called the Holy Spirit who was imparting the life of my Lord into me. That's the function of the Holy Spirit. And he's already in Father because no one comes to the Father except by him. And we've gone through that. So that means that the Holy Trinity Because Christ is in heaven. Can I tell you, God wants to blow your mind and even your mind much more Oh, we could thank him this week. Don't doubt, that's probably God. If it wasn't God, it would have been a much different tone, believe me. How many know God's doing something in your life? How many know you got something you're going to chew on? Well, get ready because when we come back next week, I know it's the Sunday before Thanksgiving, and yes, I had a typical topical message to bring you concerning 
thanksgiving, but I, I can't do that. I've got to do this. And I know there's still more, so unfortunately, you know, we're going to keep drinking and eating, folks, of the blood and of the body. Now, it is without doubt in me whatsoever to know that within you this morning, there's healing. There's a reality. That's what partaking is all about. Oh, man. This morning, if you're in this place and you said yes to the Lord in a relationship with him, to invite him to be one with you, I know it doesn't make sense. I, I get that. But it makes sense. How can I live this life without him? If that was you this morning, don't just walk out of here going, what did I do? Because we want to do something with you called put our arm around you, tell you we love you, and we're proud of you. If you're here this morning as a believer and God's talking to you about some things, about the reality of what's taking place within you, if God's if you're, God's dealing with you and, and Man, if you just if you just have a longing for the altar, I want you to find that place this morning. I want you to just walk out of here. My goodness, I I, I want to see you minister to you. I want to see I want to see his his family healed and redeemed. what's coming into you is all the miracles creating 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 the flesh and you drink from the blood it even feels weird to say it but it's true so Lord bless them strengthen them heal them Anoint them and touch them. Bless them. Pray for them. Again, strengthen them. Stir them. Lord, I pray you break that chain of wallowing and sorrow. Of of just kicking around the pain. Nobody has like me. I've been dealt this, dealt that. No, Lord. Let them eat this morning. Let them drink this morning. And know that within them is not emotions. It's not the, it is victory. It is overcoming. It changes us from within. And causes us to command what is right. There's no formula, Lord. We know that. It's not acting a certain way so that you'll do a certain thing. This isn't behavior modification of any kind, shape, or form. But what it is, Father, loving your kids, and your kids love back to you. So bless them. In Jesus' name we ask. These altars are open. We'd like to invite you to come. Let's find a place for you. Pray. God bless you.